Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lean and Ray. I'm LaDerek Rayel. I'm Aaliyah. And today we have a special guest. We got Mo in the building. What up, though? And today we're going to talk about the man or woman in the mirror. Are you accepting who you are? We're going to talk about sexuality. Sexuality, I'm sorry, y'all. And just like finding who you are and accepting who you are and living in your truth. So guys, are you all living in your truth? Yes, I yeah. am now. Yeah, I say too. I uh, say yeah. Yeah, I think when I turned 24, I made the conscious decision to actually like dive into who I am and to actually define who that is because in past relationships, I can definitely say a reason why they failed besides, you know, dudes doing what they do is that I was not my true self. I was being somebody being the person that they needed and then when I would be like oh I want to be me now and it's like whoa who is this like I've never met this person and of course when you're living basically essentially a lie and then you decide to be who you are it's going to cause problems and so I can definitely identify that as something that I did wrong and so when I turned 24 I said nope I'm going to make the conscious decision to find out who I am and now it's like I love me in all shapes sizes colors and just personalities, whoever I am that day, please know that is the true me. And I will not be changing for anybody. Exactly. So <laughs> when would y'all say that since we all say, you know, we're living in our true skin, we can look at the person in the mirror and say, yep, I know you and I love you 100%. When did you guys define, when would you say you found that person? Like um, what age and then what like sparked that moment? I would say... I think I was 23. Okay. Um, it happened at the beginning of 2019. It took me losing my great-grandmother on my mom's maternal side for me to really start living as who I was. Mm. And, you know, people say, oh, life is short. And I always have to tell myself, um, you know, my great-grandmother lived to be in her late 90s. And it was like when she passed away, all her feistiness and all her self just self-love that she had for herself mm-hmm. it became embodied in me and I after that moment I just felt like you know what I'm just gonna be me I have no choice but to be me I have no choice but to love myself unapologetically and just do the things that I want to do and be me and just if people don't like it they don't like it if you can't accept it then you can't accept it and taking the I'm not gonna say it's the consequences but it's like what happens after you find yourself like I was ready for that I was prepared for it you gotta be ready whatever happens happens and if you can't rock with it then I guess we ain't rocking hey what What about you mom for me (laughs) it was um in 2015 what age was that 20 okay I was 20 years old and oh so you know you for a while yeah, but I also kept learning myself. Whatever, I kept learning myself throughout the years. But 2015 was really I decided to uh, live for myself because, like, my background upbringing, um, like, I was so in the shell. I was scared to like be me and come out as like being gay. So okay. I was like shut to that for a long time. I knew since I was in like elementary school that I was gay, but I never do that because like if I was in the church like 100% mm-hmm. I did Sunday school I did call to worship so I felt like 
I had to be this person that I didn't really want to be in the public because I wanted to still uphold and be the righteous man that people saw in church and you know so I didn't want to uh, bring a disgrace to my family but um it was in college when I moved to Atlanta and I had um met this guy he was more out than I was and like he was so happy like all the time and I was just like not happy so um I decided that like that year in August that month actually to come out to my family and I, I felt so much better and I was happy with myself I was I wasn't always depressed I wasn't angry um granted I lost my dad like for like a couple of years me he didn't speak for like two years but oh. he came around but um he loves me yeah <laughs> he loves Derek it took it took my daddy to acknowledge Derek like two years of our relationship Wow. Like, Y'all been together almost I think five so, years. So, like, I will yeah. say, like two, he always said, oh, he always classified me as the roommate. Yeah. And, I, oh. and then when Moses, like, he always liked me. Like, it was never an issue about him disliking me. But when Moses graduated from college, he was like, oh, I want to get a picture with my sons. And, like, Moses was so oh. happy the rest of the day. Yeah. That is a beautiful moment. So, it, it was pretty cool. Um, it came around, and um, I knew those years when me and my dad didn't talk um it was either i said my pride and go to him but i was like i'm comfortable with who i am so you have to come to me and he actually came to me so i was living, I was living for me living for myself um so i also think that my daddy found himself too when he began to accept uh there for who, who he was yeah. and not my damn roommate right <laughs> and so like um it was it was it was amazing and throughout the years i said how i kept wearing myself still, still to this day is that um and Derek can tell you that i always wanted to be like the center of attention like life of the party i was, I was gonna do this you're do still the life of the party i am i am but i don't try to like do it like as i was before just like wanting to be seen wanting to be right now it's natural yeah now just like mm, whatever um but Derek told me um that i don't always have to like myself in everything or try to be the number one try to be the damn bank card clarify you know just yeah be myself so um it took me a while to find myself on that level um that's good like doesn't it feel like a weight lifted where you don't have to pretend to be somebody like like even beyond your sexuality like Mm -hmm. just you as a person just accepting your personality traits and knowing that hey nothing is wrong with you because I definitely, like, with dating, like, I, y'all know listening to the podcast, we a couple, we know we on season two, baby. Y'all know I'm loud. And when people try to tell me that, oh, you're too loud, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm exactly what I'm supposed to be because I'm not, I, I hate the word ghetto, but I'm not ratchet because ratchet has no race on it. And I'm not ratchet. I know how to act in any kind of scenario any, or anywhere I am. And I'm just so happy that now, like, I'm okay with being me, and I and I don't allow any other person to try to redefine who I am, because I definitely can say I try to fit into a box to make other people happy. Because I definitely I used to be such a people pleaser, and once me I decided too. that I don't care how other people feel about me, and I'm gonna be me. Because in high school I was always different. Like I used to hang around. I would call myself a social butterfly because I used to hang around. Jocks used to hang around, band people used to hang around, what people call nerds. I used to hang around everybody and I felt comfortable around everybody because I feel like all of those things are different parts of me. And then when I got older, it's like I tried to put myself in a box and it wouldn't work. 
And that's why I think even just past romantic relationships and my friendships didn't work because they would try to keep me in a box. And it's like, I can't stay in this box. But then it's like, oh, I don't want to lose my friends. Then it's like, no, I don't want to lose me. And I think when you lose you and you're sitting there in the bathroom with yourself and it's like, who are you? Do you even know you? Like, what are your hobbies? Like, what do you even like to do? Like, what is your favorite food? Like, what is your favorite thing to do? Like, those are the questions. Like, we're at that age now. Like, I'm 26 and I feel like we're at the age now where you have to be able to identify who you are even outside of what society try to label you as. Right. And so I, since we brought it, you brought up sexuality, I don't want anyone to have to define like who they are by sexuality. So do you think that's fair that society makes us separate, you know, besides race? Like, mm-hmm. do you think that's fair that we try to just always put labels on people? No, I don't think that, that it's fair because everybody's is human. So whatever you like is, is, what, is, is what you like. Like, people may not like gays, people might, might not like straights, or people might not like Catholics or Muslims or whoever the case may be, but I think it's so wrong that we are all put in this category. That's why I, I hate when like uh, certain things happen like with the black community or whatever, they always categorize as y'all or us or yeah. whatever, and it sucks because not everybody is acting a fool like that, right. or not all Christians are hypocrites, like, so like you just don't, you just can't do that or, or say that so I mean it's horrible to this day and um even um for me I still show to myself um when I um did job interviews because I didn't know their views on sexuality I didn't know how they were well a, a, a lot of things but I had to learn I was just like I had to be myself or whatever and um with my last job with my last job interview um because normally it, it is so crazy because like I would like try not to like have my ring show because oh, wow. they would like ask questions and you never know how people are right or what they may think because for one i'm already black so that's a strike against me right. you know what i'm saying so i don't know who else i'm going to, uh, going up against so if i'm black and i'm gay then what the hell you know what i'm saying right what am i trying to get in this job but i was probably to uh, admit like yeah i'm married to this guy blah 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 for years and years and years and years and they was like, okay cool love it you know so um but that's just also to just finding yourself and just still be comfortable, which is why I still say that as years goes, I'm still learning myself just to be me. If it's meant for me to have it, it's meant for me to have it. Amen. And that's on that. And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> okay. Because we are where the money resides. Hello. How do you feel about labels, Ray? Um, I think labels are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I get the, you know the period of time where everybody wanted to be a part of something, you wanted to feel like you belonged into a specific group of people or a specific class of people. Like, when it comes to sexuality, I feel like sexuality should be fluid. Okay. Like, you should be able to do what you want to do without feeling that anyone is judging you for having a certain label attached to you. When it comes to just anything, like Mo was saying about the whole hiding your ring thing, it's like, I have coworkers who I'm not close, like super, super close with. And I have learned as I'm moving up in the education system, I don't tell all my business. Mm-hmm. And You shouldn't tell your business. It sounds period. very contradictory because I'm doing a podcast that anybody can listen to, but you know, people choose the audience, the, the, you know, people choose what they want to listen to. So right, I don't expect right. all my coworkers to hear me on this podcast. But like I have a coworker, he keeps saying, oh, your wife, your wife, your wife. And like I told, you, I was like, you know, 
I don't correct him because I haven't been around him long enough to figure out what how he is when it comes to people who are in same-sex relationships. But does that because matter? It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't hurt me. But I know me, like, you say one wrong thing, I'm going to cut you the fuck out. Right. And it's just going to be that. And you're going to be looking at me like I'm crazy from that moment forward. But I think that's unfair that you have to let someone say the wrong thing just to kind of like not even say keep the peace but just because you don't know how they'll react like that's sad that you have to you know that you even have to think twice about something like that just because you don't know how someone's going to react like i hate society for that like you should be able to be who you are who whatever that is 100 percent, no matter what like it's some people who, who are mixed who don't even say that they're half black because they pass mm-hmm. and they go off of that passing and just never correct people. And I hate that. I, I, I definitely hate, I hate labels besides husband and wife, husband, husband, wife, and wife. Like I think being married is the ultimate label. And the only reason I say that is just because I just, I just love everything about marriage. I love that you, that anyone has decided that this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like, this is the person that I think will take care of me if I can't take care of myself. Like, this is the person that has dedicated their life to me and that no matter what they said in front of God, that they are going to be here for me, excuse me, no matter what. And I just love that and I respect that. Like, so many of my friends, like, y'all are married and my best friend Deja is married and so many other people and my parents are married and I just love that union you know one day I hope to have that as well and I think that label is one label that I think should not be taken lightly because you literally have signed a piece of paper saying that legally I am bonded to you and that spiritually I am bonded (laughs) to you you know what I'm saying like I think it's, it's it's bigger than you know like we talked about you know how you know bagels and Instagram and all that stuff it's bigger than that that's one label I do feel like should hold the most weight because at this point I've decided in front of like because it's it's bigger than I decided in front of other people that I'm not going to date no more like it's bigger than that I've decided in front of God that you are the person for me and I I I don't know that's that's one label that I feel like that I feel like is necessary just because it separates you and this person in the relationship that y'all have before anywhere else. Like, I, you know, all the time I say, like, I'm LaDeric's best friend. Like, I'm his main friend. Like, all of y'all are toast. And I am the, <laughs> I am the grits, eggs, and ham, and everything. But um, but Mo is his glue. And I don't come for Mo, period. Like, if I call LaDeric and I see that him and Mo are doing something, I'd be like, I, the first thing I say, he would tell you every single I've been his friend for years. And every single time I say, oh, I'll call you back. Or, oh, <laughs> or oh, just text me. Because I never want to ever make Mo feel like that. I feel like I'm more important than him. Or that, um, you know, because... Nah, you can have as much time with him. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> there are friends who don't respect yeah. that, that boundary. boundary yeah. And you and it doesn't matter that I'm his friend. Or it doesn't matter that... It doesn't matter that Ladarian makes himself available. Like, I, you can't... You can't go over that boundary. You have to respect the fact right. that you guys have a union. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like even just, you have to. Even just I like feel that being, way. Like his friend, you just respect him on a level anyway. Right. Even, even if I'm not like, even if I didn't do anything or whatever, you'll call. First thing you'll say is, "What you doing? You rested or, or whatever?" You're like, "Okay, well, I'm playing that later." You know. So I think I think that is so cool. Where like most people live it down 
They don't even care. Hundred percent people coming there on ten. Y'all could be in the bed relaxing. You ain't even asked what you was doing. How you doing? Or how you're doing. Some right. people don't even acknowledge that there's another person even it's, there. Yeah, right. It's like what you doing? Oh, nigga, man. Okay, what? Well, tell you about this. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, do I look like, like I want to deal with that right now? I just be over it. I just be so. But that's another part of knowing who you are is respecting yourself. And you have to set boundaries with other people. And that's one thing that I've learned um, throughout 2020 because, you know, it's quarantine, you're at home, you're by yourself. So now it's like, like, and one thing I learned was the power of no without a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Leah, can you do this for me? No. Why? No. Because it's no, like I don't have to tell you a reason why I don't have to. I said what I said. I don't have to. Period. In the words of the great Mimi Leaks, like I don't have to give you that. And that's just because I know who I am now, and I don't have to be that people pleaser anymore. Right. Like that's period. me. I was always a, a yes man too. Listen, uh, being a yes man, you will run dry. Mm-hmm. Being a yes yeah, I, man. <laughs> period. Because like for me, like. Used to, I just always ask my phone, but now if I'm like at home chilling, like relaxing, I could be on social media, I'll be looking at my phone. Yeah, I don't rub that phone again. <laughs> Sometimes I, I get on social media before I text somebody back and I do not care. Period. I'll be sharing everything. And then they'll text me, you, you can see me call you? Yeah, I saw Sometimes it. I might even res- message them on Instagram or Twitter and they just call me and I'm <laughs> like, yeah, but I saw this tweet and it reminded me of you. I don't feel like talking right now. So, yeah, yeah thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, like, when it goes back to identity, like, if you could think, what do you identify yourself as? So, like, if you could say five words or maybe three. Let's do three because I think five is a lot of words. So, three words to define yourself. What are those three words that you would define yourself as? Mm-hmm. Three words. Three words. You got your three words, right? Because I think for me, one of the words I would define myself as is honest. I try to keep myself honest with all of my friends, with all of my family. If my friends do something that hurt another friend, I tell them. It is one thing I need to address with one friend that hurt my other friend that I haven't addressed yet, and I need to address it, and I will. (laughs) I just haven't found the words that won't be too... Uh, gut-riching because you also have to play to how that person's emotions are so when I deliver the message I have to deliver in a way that is not as cutthroat as I can be aka she don't want me to say nothing to y'all so (laughs) I ain't gonna say nothing but I know it's something I need to address but outside of that I try to be honest with all of my friends if you do something I don't like I tell you or if my family does something I don't like I tell them and if we have an argument then it's time for that because I have to be honest with you and I have to be honest with myself I have to be so that's one word I say. So what's, let's do one word at a time. So what's one word you say, right? Um, I would say I'm very conscientious. Okay, um, I care down. about, like, I like achieving a lot of things. And you have been achieving. And so when I think of my quality of work that I put in, mm. I like to be the just the one who's going above and beyond. So I care about, like, for I'm in school, so I care about my, my grades. Like, I have a 4.0. Like, I'm just so wait, adamant. Wait, 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 wait. Don't talk too fast over that. 
4.0 in what kind of program? My master's program. And what are you getting your master's in? Special education. Period. Okay. And so, like, I care about stuff like that. I care about my, like, me moving up within my district that I teach in. Like, I put in the effort 110% all the time for the things that I do. And y'all can ask Mo, you can ask Lee, like, I will stress myself the fuck out trying to get shit done, not only for myself, but for my co-workers, because yeah. they act like you don't know what the fuck going on. Tell them, tell them the comments, Listen, I'll be like, I'm going to hang up because, I'll listen. Say, <laughs> Listen, one time I called him, he was in the tub doing work. <laughs> like, oh, I'm looking at um, schools for my PhD. Take a bath and relax. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing work right now? <laughs> Listen, so what's one word, Mo? We're going to do one word at a time. Okay. Um, for me, is um, Okay. Um, Please uh, elaborate. Because yeah. you, child. <laughs> this is a. How? Loving how, environment. How are you not dependable? Yeah. Okay, y'all. So I was like, I told y'all last week that I tested nice. positive for COVID. Yeah. There was an instance where y'all, like, if you have it, you sleep a lot because your body is tired, it's trying to recover, and it's trying to fight that virus. And it's trying to fight the virus. <laughs> I was literally sleep for two days straight, like for hours, hours upon hours. He texts me, and he texts me, I didn't respond for like four hours. And I text him back, I'm like, sorry, I was sleeping. He said, okay, I figured you were sleeping. If you go to sleep like this another day, then I'm gonna make you go to the hospital. Now you was worried, worried about me, and you didn't even come in there and check on me. You had a time limit to text me back? What was the time limit? Anything could have happened within four hours. Like if, uh, I just try to, I put you to the door to see you. That's what I said. He probably was putting his ear to the <laughs> yeah, door. I really the door was I snoring? I really can't hear nothing. But I was like, <laughs> I hope he wakes up. But, oh my so God. why would you say you're dependable though, Mom? But I mean, because okay, even during that time, I could have left and stayed with somebody else and not even been there. Just had him like, not as his husband. Exactly. But with this COVID thing, I was really, really, really scared about it. Yeah. But I stayed anyway and wait on this man hand and foot every damn day. You did. You Dependable. made sure my friend ate. Dependable. He ate. <laughs> he ate. Oh, Lord, y'all, one time this sound. No, 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 no. We not even finna get to that story because that was a misunderstanding. Y'all, we got to stay on topic. Y'all get on my nerves. <laughs> but, but why would you say you're dependable, though? Um, For, for the most part, anything... That's what I asked me to do or do anything. I was, I said 95% of the time I'll follow through. And if I don't, then I'm gonna tell you like, hey, I can't do it or I can't come or whatever it's gonna be. But you know, it's kind of me. Just That's do whatever true. or do something. He trying not to come to my birthday party this year, but we gonna last year. But we gonna talk about that. We gonna bring 2020 to 2021. You wanna get on that? No. Okay, because I'm gonna set you straight too. <laughs> What's the name of the podcast? <laughs> 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 but who invited me on the podcast though to yes, speak? Okay, I did. Yeah, I love when you come on. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but I'm I'm dependable. Like I, just, I would agree. I, I would do. I'm I, depending I would, on that I would do seafood rotel. But yes, <laughs> you got some seafood rotel. No, we're not taking orders right now. Oh, you are? No, we are taking orders. Fifty dollars a pot. Nothing's gonna make plates. Fifty. 
Oh, a honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You could be selling plates on Instagram. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the next. <laughs> um, LLC. KC. Keisha Cole doing the fish place, baby. Oh baby, my God. <laughs> okay, so another word. What's another word, y'all? For me, well, you, you, no, you go ahead. Oh, um, you already said. Um, but honest, it's you. What's but, another word for you? You say honest. honest? Yeah. Uh, for the most part, like if I'm asked a question, I will probably beat around the bush because I don't, I don't want to like hurt. You're an avoider. Yeah. So I beat around and beat around. Beat around and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it to him. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. And that's another reason going back to like finding yourself because I always used to be so scared of like just saying how I really felt, like saying the truth. And I would just like say something else and leave a part of my feelings out, but still just do the surface without wanting to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like if you like um, some of my friends now come to me with like stuff about like, they boyfriends or friends, whatever, and I'm telling straight up, either you wrong, they wrong, they ain't shit, you ain't shit, so, or something like that. I'm telling you straight up. And they respect it. And then to the day that they don't, they don't respect my, uh, what I'm about to say when they ask me something, then we can't be friends. Because if you trust me enough to tell me your issues, tell me your problems going in your personal life, you should respect me to tell you the truth of how I feel Absolutely, because you invited me into right. it now. So don't get upset if I tell you something that you don't want to hear or like cut the conversation short because of some friends in the past I've lost because I wouldn't be on their side about some stuff or either I would tell them something that they don't want to hear but you but you need that absolutely you need that like you need like the honesty in, in a friendship you for do sure. or, for it to work or, or, or with anybody or a marriage but I, for a long time with Ladari I always like I'm a full fucking government yep oh my God. a long time for a long time with D-Ray or Ray or whatever I'm gonna say I, um, <laughs> every goddamn nickname I would um like be honest but like to a certain extent yeah because i was always like didn't want to say the wrong things like piss him off or make right. with him because certain situations and, and you know like he don't want to hear certain certain things if he knows something should be going away it should be going you know yeah and most of the time like now i just have to tell him like i'm, I'm also like but you just can't control this thing or just let it go just do this or do that but yeah honestly <laughs> what about you, Ray? What's another word? Well, because Moses gave two, I feel like we should give two. He gave what? What two? He, he gave, gave two. He said he avoids but stuff and he's honest. Oh, but okay. Well, go ahead. Me, so when I come back, it'll be my third name, not third. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. You can give as many as you want, Ray. Um, I would say talented. I'm not trying to brag yes. on myself. No, no, but, no! Don't you know, do that. You have to I brag have to on yourself. Humble. You can be humble and still brag. <laughs> No, you can be humble. You're you're not what what it is is you can't let ego overcome you. That doesn't mean you can't brag. You have to brag about yourself. You have to you have like I used to be the same way. You have to. You have to because if otherwise, then every time you do something amazing, you'll demean it. Nobody I don't demean my shit. I just don't like talking about myself. So you sometimes and I used to be the same way. No, you gotta speak speak on it. <laughs> In the words of Candy Burris, the legendary. Ooh, Speak on it. So go ahead. Um, I would say talented. Yes. Um, I write music, books, mm-hmm. poetry. I sing. This man with poetry. I, you know. He needs to hey, make a movie. You give me a topic to talk about, baby. I can write it for you. Seriously. You're a decorator. Mm. He redecorates. I redecorate my house every week. I'm going to redecorate when I get home today. Ridiculous. <laughs> but hey, that's your safe space. That's your feng shui. Yeah, it's my feng I feel like when I rearrange my living space, my energy is different. I feel better. 
And Moses hates it because he'd be like, oh my God, you're doing this shit again. And I got to get used to this new layout. But for me, it's like, I open the window, I let out that negative energy, I'm rearranging, moving out the negative and bringing in the positive, and that's just me. It may look crazy to you, but it feels right to me. <laughs> Every time I come over there, I'm like, okay, mm. so this is where the couch is today. <laughs> this is where the TV is. Oh, we have an island today. Oh, we have a coffee table. Oh, no more coffee table. <laughs> Literally, every time I go over there, I'm like, it is a new home. I don't know what they're going to do when they get a bigger space. I'm like, listen, I need to know that if I am drunk, I can fall here, and this is where the couch <laughs> is going to be, okay? I can't keep coming over here and have to rearrange my layout. No, but you know, I, I respect that 100%. What about you? Another word for me, like these days, I say unapologetic. Like, I feel like I'm unapologetically me. And if you ask for my opinion, baby, you're going to get it. And if you say something that I don't like, I'm going to give you that same energy back after I address what you've already done to hurt me. Um, I feel like I'm just, I just love being me. I love being loud. I love dancing. I love singing. I love just, I love praising the Lord. Like, I've never praised the Lord the way I praise the Lord now. Like, I've never been so openly in love with God the way I am now and I'm so happy that I'm here um I've never been just so just doing what I want to do like I know sometimes you know people say oh I'm gonna do what I want to do and it's because they want to do reckless stuff but for me it's I'm doing what I want to do like every day I wake up and I'm saying what makes what's gonna make Aaliyah happy today like of course you know I do my job of course I'm gonna do for others but what's gonna make me happy today? What's gonna be my highlight of today? How do I make myself smile? And I do what I wanna do. I end every day, honestly, and I don't regret what I did that day. And I feel like being un unapologetically me means that you have to either get with it or get lost. And I'm 100% okay with losing people along the way because I'm not disrespectful. So I know being me, I'm gonna always respect other people and other people's space, but I know that I'm gonna be me right. no matter what. And if I get an inkling that you're trying to change me, nine times out of 10, you're not gonna last long because I love me some me. And I'm so glad that I'm here because I'm telling y'all 2016, I hated me. 2021, 2020, listen, and he's pouring himself some wine if y'all hear that. <laughs> but I love me some me, baby. And I'm gonna be me till the day that I die. And he was talking about his great-grandmother. One of my great-grandmothers just recently passed and her spirit was so vibrant. Like you were just saying, she was sassy, she was loud, she would laugh loud, she would cry loud, she would love on her grandchildren, her great-grands, her own children. And she was just herself. And then my other great-grandmother who's still here, her real name is actually Roxy. Like that's her name. And she is every bit of Roxy. I don't know, Lederick, if you remember meeting Roxy, but she is fierce and she is herself and she does not care what other people think about her in 2021 i actually dedicate to my great grandmothers whether they're here or not i dedicated to them because they were unapologetically themselves my great grandmother who recently passed was in her late 80s early 90s and had a boyfriend <laughs> honey that one that told me one that um it's never too late for you to find somebody that's gonna love you and then two you being yourself you're gonna find the one. And when you find the one, they're not gonna change, they're not gonna wanna change those characteristics that are unique about you. Now, there may be things that you might have to not change, but it might be things that you have to 
compromise on you might have to learn about another person you know you learn another person's triggers you learn what another person likes and dislikes are but it's never going to change the core of who you are and it's never going to change the person that they met because if you show up as you they're going to love you no matter what if somebody's trying to change you baby i'm telling you right now here on sincerely lee and ray plus mo if somebody (laughs) try to change you that's not the one and sweetheart that's a red flag walk away pack your bags do not collect two hundred dollars and pass go (laughs) walk away and i tell you i remember i left a relationship i had nothing literally like i'm in this apartment trying to figure out how i'm gonna pay this thirteen hundred and six dollar rent but god made a way and i was okay with that and i found who i am and so now it's hey this is me i make a podcast with my best friend I talk about what I want to talk about. If you don't like what I talk about, bump you. I make a YouTube. If I'm going to post swimsuits or I'm going to post me dancing, I'm going to post whatever. If you don't like it, maybe I'm just not the one for you. Because I'm going to be me regardless. Because I love me. And I don't see anything wrong with being me. So we need one more word. Um, Can we deviate a little bit? Okay, that's cool. You mentioned being unapologetically you. Absolutely. um, As I pour some more wine. (laughs) Yes. Our original topic for tonight was specifically about homophobia and being like, I'm not going to say afraid, but just being ignorant towards other lifestyles and things like that. And I'm going to let you give the definition. So the definition of being homophobic, it's an adjective. So it's a word that's used to describe someone. And it's having or showing a dislike of or prejudice against gay people. I'm going to say this. And if you think I'm preaching to you, then oh well. And if you don't agree, then oh well. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say what I want to say because this is my platform. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. In the words of my mama's best friend, Chantel, because both their names are Chantel, by the way. Mm-hmm. You should not be worried about what someone does in their personal and private affairs. <laughs> they ain't got shit to do with you at all. Period. At all. How do you justify being so focused on what another man or another woman does in their bedroom? You so focused on who they love for why? Because they don't love themselves and they don't know who they are. And they're not I just don't get it. I don't get it and I won't get it. You so focused on somebody else that you're making yourself miserable. They're not happy with the skin. They, can't they don't know themselves. And I get when people say everybody that's homophobic, they probably want to be with the same sex. They're just not comfortable that's with That's the first thing I say. That may, they may be true. And like I, told, like I said earlier in the podcast, sexuality should be fluid. Fluid. You do what you want to do. That make you happy. That make you happy. Like, I ain't going to judge you. You want to get, you know, hey, do you. <laughs> I'm not going to judge. Like, that's not my place to judge. And it's just like. It's nobody. I had a friend judge. who hurt the guy that she was talking to at the time. He liked his nipples being licked. And she would say, oh, that's gay. You don't think that's gay? No, I don't think that's gay. Like, that turns him on. So. That's that's what turns him on. Like, do you want to know where the male G spot is? Like, is that going to be too do much you for you? Talk about it? <laughs> because we can go there, sis. And it's just like, I just don't get it. Like, you're so consumed with somebody else that is literally driving you insane. That's all you can talk about. Why? 
Yeah. Why? I'll be on Twitter and I'll be like trying to trying to understand like why are gay people such a topic for you? When you could be worried about your kids, your businesses, your bills your... <laughs> that pays you. Hmm. All of that. All of that. You got bigger fish to fry. But that goes back to it being like labeled. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times a lot of people when they do see gay people or whatever you do have some some gays that are always always trying to like do the most uh, with a guy or even straight or, people do or, the most yeah or, or try to go or, or whatever but you can't live with everybody like that because if you were to meet me and D um, D then you won't ever really know unless you know us know us but if you just see us in the, in the streets or whatever you won't you won't you think twice probably you know well depends on where you catch or to be like, oh, I can, I can take that kind of gay. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. You like, can, you can. Oh, because we're not flamboyant, or we're, or not, we're not trying you, or whatever. But like, just get everybody. A please, chance. let's. Why you say that? I just want to caveat that just real quick, and I'm gonna let you keep like, that no, talking. I gotta comment. Stop. <laughs> no, everybody does not want you, baby. Hello. Like, if women don't want not, you, listen. Then trust and believe. A gay man not go. Do want not you disrespect either. gay people or lesbian people to think that they want you, baby. You are not. He has standards that's way higher than you. Okay, you broke, like you really are trying it and disgusting. Right. <laughs> we good. You still trying to hit the same lick for the for the past year, please. Like, Whatever. please do not flatter yourself to think that everybody who likes the same sex wants you, sweetheart, because some people who are the opposite sex don't want you, sweetheart, right. and, it, and it has a lot of problems to do with your personality. to bring to the and table. And what kills me is when they get offended when you don't want them. So, like, what is, like, what's your issue? Oh, that was, mm. Like, what's your issue? Why are you offended that a gay man don't want you? <laughs> For real, though. Like... Don't talk about her on this podcast. She will shut it down. Okay. But, <laughs> but, I yeah. mean, but it is, it is so crazy. You hate us, but you want it to be, like... Oh, no, she don't hate it. I mean, no, no, no. no. But, like, but... You want to be stamped as right, you know, as the fine nigga or, or, or yeah, like they oh, want yeah. it's some straight men, the fine man that the street and, that like to be desired by men. That bromance stuff, man. They like. And I'm to, not trying it, to say everybody in a bromance is yes, secretly gay, but I definitely remember having a conversation with just my homegirls, and it was like they always want to just hang with each other. Child, everybody got a little gay in them. I said it. You heard it here at the 38 minute mark. I don't think everybody does. Everybody got a little curiosity in them. I think so. But I, I don't want to put that on nobody, but I, I could see that. I said what I said. Hey, he said it. You, you have your opinion, honey. <laughs> I ain't going to stop you. Everybody but got I a just think if you're homophobic, and I just said the definition, if you have a problem seeing a man and a man and a woman and a woman together, you need to check yourself. Right. Because what they're doing does nothing to do with you. Also, I really hate the agenda that people say, oh, they're pushing homosexuality on children. Sure. Baby, everybody that I know that like identifies themselves as gay or bisexual or a lesbian knew at an early age. TV had nothing to do with it, baby. TV had nothing to do with it. So you're telling me that if your kid only sees straight people on their cartoons, that they gonna that they're not gonna be gay. So then how do you explain everybody? Y'all act like homosexuality just came out last year. Right. 
It's been here since before. It's just now we're making y'all address it and see it. And And the other part of that is like, okay, just being black. We complain about the lack of black cinema. We complain mm-hmm. about the lack of black actors on television. We complain about the lack of just black respect that we get in, in the entertainment business, period. So now you're gonna tell me that, oh, we want more black people but not homosexual black couples? You have to show what your reality is. That's our reality. Our reality is in all colors, shapes, and sizes. Like BBW women and men deserve to be desirable. Homosexual people or heterosexual people deserve to be desirable. Even, um, I remember I was watching SVU and one of the episodes was about a Down syndrome woman and she was getting raped by um, the guy who owned the grocery store. But she was in love with another um, Down syndrome man. And that story deserved to be told because a Down syndrome man and a Down syndrome woman deserve love. And that deserves to be shown on TV because just because these kids have Down syndrome does not mean that they do not understand television, does not mean they don't understand love. And their story deserves to be told. It's like everyone else's story deserves to be told. Exactly. And what I would say, because you brought that up, y'all know I teach special ed. And the first part of my career was dealing with students who had severe disabilities or things like Down syndrome and cerebral palsy and this stuff like that. And in my class alone, I would have students who would quote unquote get turned on by <laughs> women. And it would be like, oh, this is awkward. Because uh, you don't see them like that. But you mm-hmm. have to uh, take a step back. And they're like, not mute. Pe- they're, they're not. They're human. Exactly. I, it, was a, it was a little girl. And I'm going to say a little girl. She was a teenager. And it was a teenager in another class. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. They both had disabilities. So it's like, and they, they were cute. Love is love. It's not taboo. It's not. And that's what I need people in society and people who have that power to understand that. You can't try to silence these stories. Everybody deserves their story needs to be told. And if when you and when you take the stance of not wanting your child to see that story, then you take away that conversation that you can have with your child. Mm-hmm. You, I, I, I preach this all the time. I think I said this in another podcast. I don't want to be friends with my child, but I need my child to be comfortable to come to me. If it's about anything, because I would hate for my child to get information from their dumb ass and yes I said it dumb ass peers because I got information from my dumb ass peers and now that I'm older I'm like wow I wish I could have been able to talk to my mom wow I wish I could have been able to talk to my dad instead of talking to my dumb ass peers because in, in all and what it all comes down to is we, when we were younger we didn't know shit mm-hmm. so we're the, it's like the blind lead, leading the blind mm-hmm. so I'd rather my child be able to see a homosexual couple on TV and be like mommy is that okay? Yes, it is. Do you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. You ha- you can't fear right. from these conversations because what you're doing is, is you're doing a disservice to our youth because you're acting like they're never going to see it. Right. And so, so one thing that I don't like, um, it's been well, uh, if, to the person that we all know, um, and this person has said one day, I, I don't, I think she had forgot maybe, but she was like, I don't know what I would do if my kid wouldn't turn, turn out gay. Like, Ooh, what, I remember what, that. But what, what, what do you mean you don't know what you'll do? You turn gonna, out. What does that you, even mean? You're going to love your damn kid regardless You of better love your child. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to love them. You know what I'm saying? If you out here saying, You don't like, think about if your child become a murderer, what you going right, to do? Exactly. So, if your child become a rapist, what you going to do? Exactly. 
So it's I don't like, know what I'm gonna do. My like, ooh, what's ooh, so bad if mm. your kid decides to home. love the same sex, but you have friends that are in, a, in the same sex? You know what I'm saying? So how can you even say that when you have right. friends, so, or if you consider so them your friends? What I was so that, that day was so questionable. I was like, okay. I know where I will say exactly. You know their true that day, opinions. I knew my friendship was gonna be over soon. And you don't say shit like that, especially when. But you, supp- it's good that she said that, right? Because that let you know where she is. Just I'm like in politics, uh-huh. when people say or don't say something, that lets you know where they stand. That's why I'm, t- I'm talking politics at work. For that reason, right there, because I'm like, look, how you feel? That's how you feel. How I feel? That's how I feel. And we can just we can move on. We can be cordial. Cause we that's the one that's the one thing I will say about like politics or sexuality or any kind of conversation in the workplace. I I've never been the person to make friends at work. Like literally, I've made a handful, literally, maybe maybe five friends that I've actually met at the workspace and took them outside the workspace, and only two are still here today. <laughs> Well, no, three, because I met Deja in the military. I met Ariana and Allie in the workplace. Oh, I met Callie in the workplace, too, so four. That's it. I don't literally, huh? Tillery. Oh, yeah, Tillery, too. And I literally made, like, when I used to go to work, I used to go to work and go home. And people be like, Aaliyah, you're so mean. I'm like, I'm not mean. Y'all just not my friends. (laughs) I don't want to be your friend. Because I've made friendships out with in work, and then we got outside the workplace, and I was like, oh, I don't like you. I don't want to be your friend. Now we got. I still got to see you every day. I would rather just be your coworker that you see when we eat lunch together, and then that's the, yes, that's the end of our conversation. Because I, I don't got to be your friend. That's another label that people use very loosely. Is friend. Please note if um if we're not friends and we hang out, I'm like, oh, I'm cool with so and so. You will not get the label as friend. I got a handful of friends. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with so and so. But seriously, like, we have to stop trying to mute the things that our children view. Like, I definitely agree with I, I, what I do, what I don't like that people do show on television is the adult child relationship. That's weird to me. Yeah. And, and how the media sexualizes, um, the way the media sexualizes high schoolers really bothers me. There's too many television shows about high school life and high school sexuality and high schoolers having sex and high schoolers being fast. It's too much. Like, we should not be sexualizing high schoolers or middle schoolers or even college. These are kids. Even in college, you're still a fucking kid. And that that really bothers me because it's it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. It's on Prime Video. It's everywhere. And it's like, like, and that's what's normalizing. That's normalizing pedophilia. And that's mm-hmm. that's bothering me. That's the thing parents should be worried about is that shit not if your if your son or daughter will be will turn out gay. Here's my it's, thing. It's not a, that's um, a shit. Yeah, that's real as hell. Seriously, that's that's one thing on television that really does bother me. And it's like I don't give a damn that this teacher like it's a show right now. It's it's hot on one of these damn networks. I don't even know what it is. It's about a lady that got pregnant by a, a, a high schooler in ninth grade teaching math. That is, that's a problem. Do not, do not sexualize this and make it a drama television right. show just cause you want to tell a story. No, that's a horror movie. <laughs> Fuck what you heard. I that mean, is a horror movie. That's a straight to the lifetime. One show that I never really liked was Team Mom. 
I hate it, Teen Mom. I don't, I mean, I don't, like, I don't, I'm not against uh, teenagers that do become parents, whatever, whatever. People but, are getting pregnant to get on the right, show. Right, but don't do No, that. Like, y'all remember the Pregnancy Pack movie? Yes. But Five y'all girls. y'all remember the secret life of the American teenager when we were in I literally watch yes. that every night. Like, y'all are normalizing high school is getting having sex getting pregnant they're not even mentally stable mental, even the they don't even know how to shit. handle it they barely taking baths can't even clean clean properly you don't even know what your vagina can do and now you somebody mama We're wiping back to front get out of here <laughs> <laughs> wiping back to front get out of here get speak on here. it seriously <laughs> and another oof. what'd you want to talk about right that was bad I'm finna that 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 kind of oof. And, and we gotta stop. And going back to our main topic of defining who you are, we have to stop making the media responsible for defining oh, who we are yes. and who our children are. Because that's I'm getting hot because I'm getting upset, but I'm okay, y'all. But seriously, that's our responsibility as parents and as the adults in our families to I to set the example for who our children are. The football players should not be my kids' role models. No. Basketball players, tennis players, people on TV, that should not define who my child... I should be my child's role model. My child should want to be like me. Yep. Even though I make mistakes, and I'm going to keep making mistakes, and we're figuring this shit out together, we should not hold the media responsible for who our children should look up to. Now, I will say that we do need to hold media accountable for what they do show. Like I just said, those shows that I don't like and the stuff that they do show is sometimes the stuff they talk about, hell, um, SpongeBob SquarePants is not for kids. Mm-mm. The Shrek movies are not for kids. Um, it's a lot of shows. Big Mouth is not for kids. It's a lot of shows on Cartoon Network that's before um, whatever the nighttime part of it yes, show is sir. called. It's not, it's not for kids. Yeah, Adult Swim. Some of the shows on Cartoon Network is not for kids. So we do need to hold the media accountable for what they're showing and what they're making, but we also cannot hold the media accountable for who our kids' role models should be. Right. That's us. And if we don't like what our kids are watching, monitor it, change it. Period. Because that's just like yes. that thing where um, Cardi B, I think. Yes. Yes, her talk daughter, about it. She yeah. turned off WAP when her daughter came in. And people were like, you shouldn't even be playing. Wait a minute, Cardi B is an adult. She can listen to whatever the hell she wants to listen to. And another girl that did it was DJ Duffy. She was making a twerking video. She was pregnant with her daughter that's here now. Beautiful girl. Beautiful mother. I I like DJ Duffy. And she was making a twerk video in her room. Her husband came in the room. And he's like like a kind of like chill guy. So he was just like, you know what, baby? Make your video. I don't care. He left. When her son, she made another video. Because, you know, her husband ruined Mm -hmm. that video. So her son walked in immediately. She turned that song off. Because guess what? She's still an adult. Right. But she's still a mother. Right, Just like Cardi B. Why are, why are y'all trying to make Cardi B be a bad mom? Because she made a WAP song. She don't make songs for her child. Exactly. Cardi B is not trying to be a role model for children. Cardi B is an adult artist. And right. that's the thing. You and you hold, you a stop playing. to yeah. be your child's role model. Exactly. They didn't sign up for that. They're sign, they signed up to do something that they love to do. And they make the music that they want to make. They're being oh, artistic dope. in their own fucking ways. Now, because your little fast-ass 10-year-old kid want to listen to WAP right. and all that, that's your fault. That's fault right. Because you allow your kid to listen to that. And, yeah, we don't have kids. Because my kids listen to kids, Bob. That's good with the role models. Kids think that that's the everyday life, like shaking their ass, all that kind of stuff. But 
not on camera, not rapping, she a full-time damn mom. You know Period. what I'm saying? Period. And we don't have kids, and I don't want people to think that we're oh, yeah. just damning people as parents because I know that there are some awesome parents out here. I've seen some parents that are my age or younger that are doing the damn thing, and I commend y'all 1,000%. I know some moms who are my age that are that are the Cardi B's. They go out with their friends, but when they come home, their mom, and they get that respect. I just want us to hold ourselves accountable because we, if we know who we are and we're living in our truth, our kids are going to see that. Our youth is going it's, to, it's, it's beyond our kids. Our youth is going to see that because honestly, y'all, we're the adults now. We're not kids anymore. We're the adults. And the kids now are looking at us. And they, they're trying to figure out who they are. And we got to open up and actually have that conversation so that they can feel comfortable coming to us to say, hey, I'm, I'm curious about homosexuality or I'm curious about dating outside my race or I'm curious about this different occupation. And we have to open up that conversation and say, hey, let's talk about it. Okay. You want to be a trash man? That's okay. Try it, boo. Just don't try drugs. You want to, period. You want to do this? Or if they're thinking about trying drugs, I want there to be a way for kids to be able to talk to us about it without them being scared. And then they try it and they OD. I'm tired of seeing kids dying. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing kids committing suicide because they don't have anybody to talk to because their parents or, or just the media itself have made it to where you can't talk to anybody. Like I'm like, I don't experience. Like I know, uh, people in my personal life that that's really how it is they are terrified to talk about certain things uh with their parents and i think that's it's how so, i grew up i was terrified so to talk to certain things about my parents because i thought they, they would judge try, me right anytime they would try anything it's always nope you're wrong shut the fuck up you're talking about and you're not why. talking to me but tell me why it's wrong your kids are getting older you your kids are teenagers now you know what I'm saying? So they're growing and they want to know shit. They, they want to talk about shit. When they're kids, let them know. Right. Nobody is, like, you decide You decide how to have that conversation, but have the conversation. Because what you don't realize is not having the conversation is molding them into the person that they're becoming. Right. And that's when they make more bad decisions because they were never given the information. The lack of information is what causes most mm-hmm. of the problems in in society. Yes. And that's what I had to learn on a personal level again, because I always want to just like run to everything, run to everything. But then um, Derek told me, he was like, you have to start doing that because at the end of the day, if they're turning to you for actions, whatever, but you're going back and telling you know, their business, how they're going to trust you. Mm-hmm. So I stopped doing that and it's so much shit I know that um, their parents don't, don't even know, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's just like, it just, it's, it like just surprises me at how close off the person is to their kids, and it, mm-hmm. and it really pisses me off that I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> like one is already like don't fail. You know, you got two more tries, baby. Like, get it together. They gonna be going too. You know, like we define how our parents define how we feel about ourselves yes, first. Yes. If your parent doesn't say, I love you, your parent doesn't say you're beautiful, if your parent doesn't instill your self-confidence, then now you're already at a disadvantage. So now you're looking for that in other people, so now you're making even more poor decisions. Besides, besides just women, you know, with daddy problems, or besides just men with mama problems, just period. Think about how many drug dealers or just how many gang members there are because they didn't feel 
Most people go to a game to feel loved. To be accepted. That's it. Because when they're at home, life at home is so hard. And I know that and I know that it's hard. I know sometimes life is hard. I'm not, I don't want people to think that, oh, so I just gotta be happy all the time. No, you're you're human. You deserve to have emotion. But your kids need to know that you love them, that they're loved, that they're beautiful. They gotta hear that because you are their first example of them defining who am I? Who is Aaliyah? Who is Ladari? Who is Moses? The first person that helps you define who you are is your parent. And when your parent doesn't help you identify who you are, then now you're already on a rocky road and you're trying to figure that shit out by yourself. And now, now I can't even go to you with a question about my sexuality or about who I want to love or about what religion or about what career or about anything because I don't even know if I can talk to you. I can't trust you with my deepest, darkest secrets. And you're and you're the person who made me? Think about what kind of person I'm going to become. I'm going to be hateful. I'm going to be evil. Or I'm going to be so empty that I want somebody else to fill me up. And whatever they tell me, I'm going to believe. Like, Ray, how do you feel about that? Yeah. What I would say, I'm going to say this as a disclaimer. I know people may feel some type of way about people talking about how people should be as parents. But you have to understand that when we talk about certain things, it's things that we've experienced as kids. Yeah. And we're speaking on our experiences. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not talk about anybody. like what we won't do to mm-hmm. our kids. And I hope we can hold ourselves accountable because we're gonna mess up. Oh, yeah, I I had an incident with my family on my dad's side when I had I had this blog and I was very candid about how I felt about my relationship with my dad. And so ever since that moment, I kind of stopped talking about it because it was just, I got tired of the phone calls. I got tired of dealing with what people wanted to say. And I'll say this, when it comes to, as a parent, it is up to you to positively feed your child with love, affection, attention, all of that. Your kids shouldn't go out into this world trying to find love in an old ass lady or an old ass man. Or a young ass person. Or a young ass lady or a young ass man. They just shouldn't. They just shouldn't. And I will, when I went off to college, I was very unsure who I was. And it wasn't Same. based off of my relationship with my mom because my mom did her best. And my mom is the perfect parent to me, to be honest with you, because she did everything that I needed. She she was there. I could talk to her about anything. I chose not to say certain things because I felt like she couldn't relate. And I felt like I had to, because of what one parent did, I felt like I had to overcompensate mm. and be the perfect kid. So I didn't want to talk Ooh, to my mom about, about certain it. things. And I made a lot of mistakes. I ain't going like we all do. I'm perfect now. <laughs> you know. Y'all, we're not listening to that part. <laughs> we're gonna just break <laughs> that out. Edit. <laughs> but I was I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And it took me making those mistakes to figure out who I was as a person and what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that when I have kids, I don't want my kids to ever feel like they lacking love. Mm-hmm. They ever lacking my support. Mm-hmm. They ever lacking 
anything that they need from me. Now, I'll be hesitant sometimes to be like, oh, I want my kids to talk to me about anything. But I have to understand as they get older, my kid gonna wanna have sex. My kid gonna wanna try things. My kid gonna wanna drink. My kid gonna wanna experiment with life. And it's up to me to give them that information and not tell them what they are to do and what not to do, but to lead them on that right path of what they should and shouldn't be doing. And I think that's the problem with so many people is they want to be the enforcer 24-7. Your kid doesn't need you to be the enforcer 24-7. They need you to love on them. They need that balance. They need you to be the disciplinarian, but they also need you to be that person they can come and talk to without you judging them, without you yelling at them, without you feeling some type of way about what they're saying to you. And I'm saying that from personal experience. And like Moses said, I told him how he should not tell all the business that he knows. And it's because I saw it as an outsider looking in. I said, "Mm, no, you shouldn't do that because they're coming to you for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you got to look, you got to take a step back and be like, dang, they are coming to me for a reason. Let me see. Let me think about why they're coming to me. Mm -hmm. And... I didn't have that like that person I could go and go just talk to for a reason that was in my family because my family they run their mouth too much. So I had like Aaliyah said, talking to my stupid ass friends. Stupid ass. Stupid ass friends about And that's no shade, we just was dumb. We yeah. didn't know we, we didn't know we was leading the blind, leading the blind. Like you can't preach you can't you can't teach me about sex if you don't know how to have sex. You can't teach me about certain drugs to not do and to do. We, we, we you all doing all we doing it together. Right. And it's both, just... I, I got different effects. Like, <laughs> right. But like, uh, um, I'll go back to how you were saying like, um, people need, they need love and the enforcement. Is that um, we, every adult that has kids has all been um, yeah. kids. I mean, um, has, has all been a child, went through everything, whatever. Right. And so now that you have a child you trying so hard to shield them for what the mm. mistakes you made, but you gotta let them do it. I right. mean, granted, like we're not, we're not saying go have sex or go do drugs, blah blah blah. Be open, but hey, I did this, I did this, and it was wrong. I made a mistake, blah blah blah. Let them know, yeah. hey, this shit Be is bad. Be human to your kid. Mama did it, daddy did it. This is what happened to us, blah blah blah. Whatever your child decides to do, that's their decision. Uh, they're they, still a human. They, yeah, they're their own person. Now you may be pissed off, they get get in trouble, or whatever. But at least you know that you done your duty as a parent and told them, hey, this is the, the effects that can happen if you do this or whatever, and just be open. Don't try to shield them because you were fucked up growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change that. Yeah. You know? Break that back break that chain of the bullshit that you went through. You yeah. Know? Sit down and like I said in the beginning, look at that man or woman in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Identify what you don't like and what you do like. Mm-hmm. And I, we only bring up children because we're, we're the adults now. And we and all have an inner child. We do. That we have to heal, you, whether you think about it or not. Do the work, because if you don't know who you are so now, some day, of y'all listening, and it's okay. Like, now is the time. Even if you have kids, now is the time to make sure that you do the healing, because let me tell you, hurt people hurt people. And yes, hurt people hurt touch. people has no age, has no gender, 
and you gotta know who you are and you gotta love who you are for you to be effectively to effectively love another person whether that's your child your mate your neighbor the person at the grocery store the person who done pissed you off because they done cut you off on 285 <laughs> like you gotta be able to do that so i want us we've been talking for a while and i know that y'all been listening this whole time and we are greatly appreciative of that we know this conversation has gone around and around but it's all been at the core of knowing who you are accepting who you are whether it's your race your sexuality your career your situation whatever it is and if you don't like it change it be open-minded be open-minded if you've been heterosexual your whole life and you've always had a question answer the question what? if you i'm just <laughs> saying answer the question if you if you've been a painter your whole life or you've been a surgeon your whole life and you're like you know what I've been doing surgery with my whole life. My family wanted me to be, be a doctor, but I want to be a drummer. Answer the question. Now, I'm not saying do it to the detriment yeah. of your life, but, you know, answer those questions. Identify who you are. Identify who you are on, uh, on all levels. Because guess who you're responsible for at the end of every day? You are responsible to yourself, and you owe yourself to find out who you are and to love who you are so thank you guys for listening to Cecilia and Ray Plus Mode please like share subscribe and we hope you all tune in next Wednesday for another podcast with us be safe and love who you are Ooh.